Hi, I'm Ellen Woodbury. I'm an animator and stone sculptor, and you're listening to the Skull Rock Podcast. Alexa, play Skull Rock Podcast. Playing Skull Rock Podcast from Amazon Music. Skull Rock Podcast, talking all things Disney, with your hosts, El John Go and Dave Bossert. Welcome to Skull Rock Podcast. I feel like I need to be leading a drum and bugle corps now because it is Independence Day weekend, a long weekend now. So thank you for tuning in and making us part of your long weekend. Maybe chilling by the pool, hanging out with a fam and friends, and maybe grilling, grilling some awesome hot dogs and, and burgers or vegan burgers, whatever your choice is. But I'm glad you're here with us. Uh, if this is your first time checking us out, welcome. Every week, we talk all things Disney and pop culture with never-before-heard stories and scenes, behind-the-scenes moments from some of your favorite films and park attractions, performances, books, and much, much more. I'm one of your co-hosts, Al John Go. I am a musician, podcaster, longtime Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars fan, pop culturist. I, I follow this stuff, and that's why we're here. You can contact me at Aljon, A-L-J-O-N. At skullrockpodcast.com. And I'm Dave Bossard. I'm an artist, author, filmmaker, and inventor. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what, what what more can I say? Yeah. Uh, you're you're like know, a multi tool. Everybody <laughs> to the uh, Skull Rock Podcast. Uh, as I mentioned uh, before the show started, uh, I am actually uh, in the mobile Skull Rock Podcast studio uh, right now, uh, sitting in the surveillance van in the driveway. Uh, um, doing the show uh, because I have computer problems. What can I tell you? But, it, you know, <laughs> listen, folks, if you uh, are a first time listener, um, welcome. And uh, if you would uh, check us out on uh, LinkedIn and uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook, I, I don't even have a script anymore. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. just winging it at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, how about you know what? That's pretty good, Dave. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yes, we want you to make sure you check out all of uh, all of the uh, places you can find podcasts, including now Amazon Music and Audible. I know we've been um, touting it over the past few weeks, but it's great to just go to your your um, enabled device over there in Amazon and just ask for the show, which is which is great. And uh, of course, you can follow Dave on LinkedIn and myself, but you can also email Dave at Dave at SkullRockPodcast.com. You know, uh, Dave's computer decided to take a big number two. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and by the way, you know, Al John, I, I we were talking about this before the show. Um, uh, this started uh, back when we did Jerry Reese. And remember, my computer was dropping out and I had to reboot it and I was having all these problems. Well, yeah. it, it just has been cascading for the last several weeks. Oh. And, uh, finally, the crack. Skull Rock IT team has come in <laughs> and whisked the machine away. Dude, the Geek uh, Squad. And, the Geek Squad is like, yeah. And, and, you know, I feel very fortunate because they they came in and and did it uh, this morning on a holiday. You know. Oh and wow. They pulled the whole machine out and all my external drives and took it away uh, to their shop. And they're going to have it back either this afternoon or tomorrow morning for me. Wow. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you know you're getting the help that you need. I know it's not easy having to <laughs> to get into the mobile lab, you know. And, boy, and, by, and I need plenty of help. <laughs> right. Well, I think about it, gang. You know, you've seen the van from onward. It's like a mix. Dave's van is like a mixture of that 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 '70s van plus the A-team van all in one. So he's just crunched in the behind uh, behind the uh, behind the back panel. And uh, he's just having fun there, and it, and hopefully he's got the air on full crank and you know going on because it's super hot over there in your neck of the woods. It, it, it really is, but you know we've got the bumper sticker that says "Keep on trucking," and, <laughs> yes. and we have the other one that says "If this van's a rocking, don't come." <laughs> there you go, man. I tell you what, man, those '70s vans are the best. I really, um, I remember our, you know, I work, I, I work and do. Uh, 
you know, guitar stuff. And we did a whole seventies van theme for some of our custom shop guitars. And one of them was basically that whole seventies van aesthetic and with the big stripes and everything. And, and that was just great. I, I I'm hoping that we can do a, a tribute to the seventies van at some point, but uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there, Dave. Uh, we are just winging it. You and I today, uh, sans guest, but we're still going to talk about some Disney news and what's going on at Disney Plus, because the fine folks at Disney Plus are always keeping us in the loop nowadays, uh, which is super cool. And uh, I guess we also have some listener feedback and some emails as well about some of the projects you may have worked on that uh, people don't know about, because you're, you're real stealthy. You're kind of under the radar in some of these <laughs> things, working some VFX and all those creative things you've done for Disney over the years. You've worn so many hats. You, As I said before, you're the multi-tool. You are the Gerber. You are the jack-of-all-trades there at Disney doing everything. Well, thank you very much. And I will say that this is going to be the explosive July 4th show. Oh, man. Where's my sound effects when I need it? <laughs> I know. We, we need, need a big a... sound effects. Exactly. I need a big sound <laughs> effects when we do that. But I tell you what, here's a sound effect I know that I do have. Skull Rock Podcast. Ripped from the headlines. It's Skull Rock Podcast headline news. Oh my gosh, Dave. This news is riveting. I, I don't know. We're going to start with this uh, report you sent me from The Hollywood Reporter. Disney's insurer sues over production costs during the Hollywood reboot post-COVID. What's going on? You know, I, I, I honestly, I have to tell you, uh, Al John, this is this is a byproduct of the pandemic that we've all been uh, that we're in the midst of because we're still doing it. There's still a pandemic going on. We're not out of the woods yet, and you know we're we're 14 months into it, 15 months into it, and of course, there's just going to be a slew of lawsuits over all kinds of things. And I was not surprised to see this um, this article pop up uh, about. Uh, a uh, uh, really a, 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 a uh, he said she said kind of situation between uh, the Disney Studios and their insurance company and uh, who's responsible for covering the cost of shutdown productions when somebody tests positive for COVID nineteen. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it says the in- insurer will at least be partially reimbursing Disney for early months of the. The pandemic, because of the Fireman's Fund, agrees that civil authority coverage was triggered when government authorities made it impossible to proceed with production. Disney believes other policies were triggered, too. But that big fight has to do with so-called second wave claims. So, yeah, you know, that's why they get insurance for any type of shutdown to be. Yeah, this is this is going to be one of those situations where they really are going to have to go to court, Al John, and uh, and determine uh, how this coverage uh, is going to be handled, because, yeah, the insurance company's taking responsibility for the early months of uh, of the pandemic. But, you know, when you're 12, 14 months into it and you're following protocols and somebody in the crew or cast of a show you're filming test positive for COVID, they, they have to isolate that person. They have to shut down production for 10 days. Uh, and when they do that, they're still paying the crew. They're still paying the cast. They're still paying for the stages and, and all the ancillary things things that go along with making these film productions. That's right. Uh, so, you know, uh, typically if, if, if uh, a, a cast member gets uh, injured and they have to shut down production for four or five days, uh, that's legit. Uh, you know, that's an unforeseen thing. That's why you have insurance. But now you've got a COVID-19 uh, pandemic going on. People are aware of the pandemic. They're aware of the protocols and, you know, uh, who's responsible, you know? So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how this resolves but if this is the tip of the iceberg when it comes to lawsuits related to COVID-19 not just in in Hollywood but uh, across industries yeah it's crazy they say that Disney would like the imminent peril coverage to apply Um, so we'll just have to see how this pans out this is interesting because this is how the sausage is made sometimes it's not pretty but they pay so much for these actors and crews to be uh, insured to make sure that there's no issues. And of course, this is not the first time that productions have had issues. 
um, heaven forbid someone gets hurt on set um, or the worst, you know, um, but at, at any rate, uh, interesting note to see how much is going to be paid out. And with Disney in, in, in this whole fight, I can only imagine other studios are going to follow suit as well. Yep, absolutely. Now, We've got some Disney merch news, and you sent me this note as well about um, Bangladesh um, doing more merchandise or reinstating some some merchandise. Yeah, you know they uh, they had pulled out of Bangladesh uh, a while ago, and and part of that had to do with child labor. Yeah, uh, and and this is this is a problem uh, not not just uh, for Disney, but this is a problem for any company that's manufacturing any kind of products or merchandise uh, overseas. Uh, they really have to keep on top of uh, where they're having this stuff made, and you know they're all trying to get it done as cheap as possible. But there, there's got to be a, a you know a line you don't cross, you know, and you, you don't want to be uh, uh, having your merchandise or products made uh, with child labor. You don't want some 10 or 12 year old sitting at a sewing machine or, or you know, using uh, uh, glues and solvents or whatever uh, in the production of these uh, products. Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, they, they are going back into Bangladesh, but uh, they're certainly monitoring it with, uh, with the Bangladesh uh, Garment Association, and uh, you know, it, it, I mean, look, they they have to police these things, and they have to keep on top of them. But you know, Disney is like the number one manufacturer of uh, you know branded merchandise mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and you know they're they're either number one or they're they're in the top you know top five. Gotta be. But yeah. I think I think they're number one. You Gotta know, be. And, and certainly out of certain countries, they're number one in uh, having their products made in those countries. And and I got to tell you something, Al John. They they really have to keep on top of this. Um, you know, I was in. Hanoi, uh, Hanoi, Vietnam, uh, a number of years ago. And I went to a, a facility, a factory, uh, and it wasn't a Disney uh, thing, uh, but I was there and I went to a, a factory where they had employed um, disabled people, you know, which is fantastic. You know, there's, there's a whole factory employing all these disabled people, but boy, I was getting dizzy in this facility from the, from the solvents they were using, you know, I mean, yeah. it was almost overwhelming with the fumes. Yeah, I can, I can understand. I mean, once again, I think now that travel bans have been softened up a little bit, they can actually send their own team and inspectors to make sure that everyone is ad- adhering to their, their, their standards, which is standards for production, standards for quality, standards for labor, and inspect factories on the re- you know at a regular basis because I know that that's probably one of the issues you know they 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 had to contend with. It's like we can't send anybody, but we don't want to do this. We can only hope that our our trusted yeah. vendors would would make sure that the chain the supply chain is good and that the labor is good. So now that things are happening, you know, now we, they probably sent people there or people on the ground that they, they employ to make sure that they, they adhere to those standards and practices. So good for them. Yeah. And, and you know, something, there's something to be said about, you know, uh, we're, we're, you know, when you, you look at a label and it says made in the USA, uh, you know, that it's, it's being made uh, in good conditions. Yeah. You know, for the most part, oh yeah, uh, be, be, because we have standards in this country. Um, you go outside the United States to other countries and they don't necessarily have the same standards we have. True. Uh, and so, you know, people should look at the labels uh, of what they're purchasing and see where those items are made, you know, and mm-hmm. if they're made in, you know, some third world country, uh, you know, you got to question, uh, you know, whether they're being done, uh, you know, properly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, transparency and, is important. Yeah, it really is. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think more power to them that the, that the Disney company had pulled out of Bangladesh because of some of the issues going on there. And, uh, and I'm glad that stuff's being resolved and, and they're going back in. Exactly. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad for them and I'm glad for, for people adhering to some great quality standards and standards of, um, for people as well, which is important. Another thing that's happening, we've waited a year plus 
for this. Initially, it was going to be set for a May 4th launch, if I'm not mistaken, for 2020. But here we are, nearing July 9th, coming out on the Friday. This coming Friday, Black Widow finally will be hitting theaters. The big screen for Natasha Romanoff. I cannot wait to see Scarlett Joe back with the team and doing some Marvel action. I'm loving it. Hey, I am. I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to see it on an IMAX screen um, and I uh, can't wait. Uh, I really can't wait. It, it's just uh, it's so good to be able to go back to the movies. Uh, and granted, I will tell you that I am going to like early afternoon showings uh, because I know the theaters still are not crowded. Uh, and that makes me feel more comfortable. Uh, I don't mind uh, going in and seeing uh, F9 on an IMAX screen with 20 people in the theater spread around mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to a full house. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm hoping the same for Black Widow. I'm going to go see it on an IMAX screen. I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. And because we have the family, we're going to try to make it uh, drive that you know, extra hour back and forth um, to our drive-in theater to go see it with the kiddos because I think it would be great. And we'll probably catch a double feature, but uh, can I tell you how, you know, first of all, how much I love Scarlett Johansson. She's great. Been a big fan of hers for a long time and better late than never. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I'm better looking forward to it. And absolutely. you know what? It's a, it's a Marvel film. It's going to be fantastic. 100%. Reviews have been pretty positive overall. Once again, you can check out Black Widow as it makes is uh, its release on Disney Plus and in theaters with that uh, premiere access on Plus there July 9th. So go ahead and check it out. We and, have I will, and, and I just want to say, Al John, yeah. go see it in a movie theater. Go do it. Go do, do it, it on a movie. Do it in a movie theater and then rewatch it on Disney Plus. Yep. Yep. That's what we're going to do for sure. And like I said, catching <laughs> that double feature there in the drive in theater, you know, with the kiddos. That's um, awesome. You have mentioned this and I have yet to check it out. I'm going to this week, the Mysterious Benedict Society on Disney Plus. Dave, did you, uh, is there, is that bingeable? What's going on here with us? OMG. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay. Al John, this, I, I watched the first three episodes. Episodes. They've dropped the whole uh, uh, the whole season. Sweet. This is a fantastic show. Nice. I love this show. It's based on uh, uh, books uh, that were. I'm trying to remember who. Uh, it's it's based on a series of books or, or a book written by uh, Trenton Lee Stewart, the Mysterious Benedict Society. Yeah. And and this uh, the, this um, uh, series stars Tony Hale, and he's playing two roles he's playing the good guy and the villain oh. uh, and, and, which is really interesting uh, and it's got just an incredible cast um, Kristen uh, Skull I can't pronounce her last name Shoal I've got it stand by it's uh, Kristen Shoal as number Schall. two, Tony Hale yeah, now, as Mr. Now Benedict. people will know people will know Kristen Schaal from uh, Gravity Falls yep. and Flight of the Condors. Uh, she's also the voice of Louise on Bob's Burgers. Yeah, and she is a great comedian, an absolutely great comedian. And um, and I have to tell you, uh, the the entire cast is fantastic uh, in this show. Uh, you know who else is in here yeah. um, is Ryan Hurst, uh, and uh, he's best known for being in Disney's Remember the Titans like yes. twenty years ago. Yeah, well, uh, God, hasn't been but, that long. Oh my lord! Yeah, I know it's oh, really crazy. Oh my goodness! But, but he was also a great character. He played Opie Winston in the Sons of Anarchy series, and yeah. he was great in that series, I have to tell you. And so it was a real pleasant surprise to see him uh, on the screen. He plays a real quirky character that's part of this team uh, of the Benedict Society. But I, I just want to tell everybody, go check this series out because this is a wonderful series. It's filmed up in British Columbia and it just dropped, I think in the last week or so uh, on Disney plus. And it's, it's really fantastic. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, here's the boilerplate on it. After winning a scholarship competition, four gifted orphans are recruited by the pro- 
peculiar Mr. Benedict for a dangerous mission to save the world from a global crisis known as the emergency. Uh, uh, Rini, Sticky, Kate, and Constance must infiltrate the mysterious LIVE, L-I-V-E, Institute to discover the truth behind the crisis when headmaster, the sophisticated Dr. uh, Curtin, did I say that right? Curtain appears to be behind the worldwide panic. The kids of the mysterious Benedict Society, um, I think I said, yeah, but (laughs) I can't read for some reason, must devise devise a plan to defeat him. So, uh, wow, that that sounds, it looks cool. You know, it, it, it really is a terrific show and it's a really great family show. You know, that, that, that's the thing that I love about it is that, you know, there's nothing inappropriate. You know, you can right. sit as a family and watch the show and everybody, regardless of your age, you're going to enjoy it. Okay. It's on the list. It's on the list. Maybe we should talk about some other recommendations we have for streaming um, at the end of the show. But uh, speaking of streaming, more stuff coming out. For Disney Plus fans and subscribers, check this out. The Good, the Bart, and the Loki. <laughs> right? The Simpsons, once again, doing another uh, Marvel Avengers uh, parody there. Banished from Asgard once again. Loki must face his toughest opponents yet. The Simpsons and Springfield's Mightiest Heroes. The God of Mischief <laughs> teams up with Bart Simpson in the ultimate crossover event, paying tribute to the MCU heroes and villains. So you can check that out, premiering July 7th. So just right around the corner. I can't wait. Two great things going good together. And uh, this should be a lot of fun. And now, I, and, is, yeah. is that dropping on uh, Disney Plus or it is it is. on Hulu? On Disney Plus. Okay, so, yeah. fantastic. Can't wait for that. Uh, I love it when they, they do these type of uh, these spoofs, which are always great, you know. And still loving Loki. My goodness, it just gets better and better. I couldn't believe uh, the last episode, and we are nearing its finale. We're, I think we're like one or two more episodes away from the series, uh, or I guess the uh, this season, because it was renewed for another season. They want to do another one, so I can't wait. Good. I'm going to catch up this week and we can talk more about it next week. Amazing. Now, did you see that uh, Disney is going to be rebooting Turner and Hooch? I did not. I missed that one. Yeah. So this is brand new streaming July 21st. Uh, Here's the uh, info on it. When an ambitious buttoned up U.S. Marshal inherits a big unruly dog, he soon realizes the dog he didn't want maybe the partner he needs. Turner and Hooch stars Josh Peck as Scott Turner, the son of Detective Scott Turner, portrayed by Tom Hanks in the 1989 film of the same name. Can you believe it? That's uh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, look, they're going to go in and continue to mine these, uh, uh, the archives, the the film archives of uh, all of these companies, and and continue to reboot stuff, which which is kind of unfortunate. I have to say. I, I mean, look, some of these properties are really terrific and deserve to be rebooted, but um, you know, there's so much more original content out there that you know they should take some chances on. Well, uh, you know, they've got that mysterious benedict society so that's new yeah. for them based on based on the exactly books. yeah so i guess I mean, there's a little bit of both they're doing yeah, yeah not too bad you know it's funny i just saw josh peck who stars in this okay um i finally showed Kristen the reboot of red dawn and uh, that movie came out several years ago i think it was 2012 it was actually filmed in 2009 and it had adrian pilecki as a star as well as um Oh, Thor. Now I'm, I'm having a, a, a brain freeze on it. But anyway, um, it'll come to me. Chris Hemsworth uh, starring yeah. in that F, that reboot. And of course, Josh, um, Josh Peck was in there as well. And uh, it's amazing how much this guy's grown up <laughs> since 2009. <laughs> but uh, Turner and Hooch, you know, once again, dogs. You know, they say the old actor's adage is never work with kids and never work with dogs. And they are working with dogs. <laughs> We'll see how yeah, this I know. works. Out. Yeah, boy, I'll tell you. The dog was the best part. Uh, I have to say, you know, we we like Tom Hanks, but we'll see how this works out. You can check out once again, uh, Turner and Hooch coming to Disney Plus, and uh, that will be July twenty first when that happens. Another series that they're doing is um, I don't know uh, National Net Geo on Disney Plus is a lot of fun to watch. The World According to Jeff Goldblum 
is a lot of fun. Uh, they've got the uh, adventure series there with um, um, Hell's Kitchen. Um, oh, now I'm just having a, a, a brain freeze again. But anyway, they have a new <laughs> they have a new series. This is what happens when you wing it, gang. Um, yeah, you know, we don't have notes okay, here. Though. You know who needs notes? Uh, Playing with sharks is a new show. They've got uh, true pioneer in both under underwater filmmaking and shark research. Valerie Taylor. Uh, who is an icon in the underwater world, who is pretty much the expert on sharks. And she's got this new show with archival footage and interviews of herself uh, in this twice Emmy-nominated series. Uh, Director Sally Aitken follows this daring ocean explorer's trajectory from champion spearfisher to passionate shark protector. So uh, it goes into the cage diving into Jaws hysteria and the dawn of cageless shark diving. And of course, uh, she became a trailblazer and advocate for the ocean's most malign and misunderstood creatures, Valerie Taylor, in playing with sharks. That is streaming at the end of the month, July 23rd on Disney+. Plus. Um, you know, this is another one. You know, the fascination with sharks is real. And uh, this should be a really cool a cool show. It's won a lot of awards, Sundance and all these hot document uh, documentary awards. So uh, it should be a really cool series to check out. Yeah. I'm down with that. Who, do, who doesn't like sharks? I mean, come on, Sharknado, man. Exactly. You know, I, I'm a fan <laughs> of Sharknado. There's no doubt about that. And uh, what is it? Mega Shark versus Mega Gatoroid. You know, all those sci-fi uh, B movies they're doing. And of course, our home, thanks to me, is a baby shark house because now our little girl, we call her Boo, she is now singing Baby Shark every day, thanks to me. And I'm so sorry I did that. I opened up that can of sharks, <laughs> that can of chum. Another can go. that's being reopened, Dave, you're excited about this, is the Sopranos prequel. Zoinks! Yeah, you know something? This is terrific. The uh, The prequel trailer has dropped. It's uh, it's a movie. It's called Many Saints of, ne- uh, of Newark. And uh, this is uh, from the creator of The Sopranos, David Chase. Uh, and um, uh, he wrote the film along with uh, Lawrence Koner. Uh, 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 and Sopranos veteran Alan Taylor has directed this film, uh, and this is going to be coming out. The, you can check out the trailer. Just just Google uh, the Many Saints of Newark, uh, and you'll be able to find this. I think the casting is really fantastic. Uh, it, it really is terrific, and uh, this just gives you a glimpse into how Tony Soprano developed uh, in his formative years uh, in Newark. Wow. The ensemble cast includes Michael Gandolfini playing Tony Soprano. So they got his son. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. the, the, the resemblance is uncanny. Yeah. It is uncanny. It's, it's, He's got his smile. You know, um, uh, James Gandolfini used to come down to Nashville quite a bit and used to frequent a, a, a club that my friend ran. And uh-huh. so he was there all the time, and he had his picture hanging there during Sopranos at the height of its of its power in the series. But uh, check this out: the the drama also stars Alessandro Nivola, uh, John Bernthal. You know him from The Punisher and The Walking Dead. Uh, Vera Farmiga as Tony's mother. I mean, the cast is amazing. Look at this. It, cast. it really is a terrific cast, and people should check out the trailer yeah. when you have a moment. Uh, just just Google the trailer for the Many Saints of Newark, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing this. I, I think it'll be a really great movie. It's it was a great franchise. Uh, I actually I have to tell you, uh, I had watched it when it first came out. Uh, and I wound up binge watching uh, the entire uh, uh, the entire series uh, 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 from start to finish during the pandemic last year. Whoa! Yeah, I mean, you know, when, when the pandemic first hit, we were we we just stayed indoors. We we didn't go anywhere. We didn't do anything. All we did was, you know, I mean, I worked in my office, but we were binge watching all of these shows that we hadn't seen in a long time. Oh wow, that that's Cla- amazing! Classic movies and things like that. So, well, that's great, man. I uh, I'm looking forward to it. Plus, Ray Liotta's in the series, so of course I'm I'm all in when it comes to Vera uh, Farmiga and Ray Liotta. I count me in. I'm in on this, and uh, I'm looking forward to checking that. When is that streaming? Uh, MC. Oh yes, October. Many Saints of Newark uh, will be in theaters October 1st and on HBO Max. 
Right. Uh, so uh, 31 days after the theatrical release. So, wow, that's going to be really cool. Looking forward to that for sure. Well, I tell you what, Dave, uh, since we are Sans guests this week, we do have... Skull Rock Podcast. Answers your email. So before we get into the mailbag, I, I'm I'm going to just ask you this. Other than the stuff we've talked about on Disney Plus that you are streaming, are there any series that you will recommend uh, that you have checked out? Um, maybe a couple, couple series, and maybe a couple films. Um, you know that uh, that are streaming that that uh, that you dig. Yeah, you know, I just watched uh, the new, um, oh gosh, uh, I, I think it's called Don't Make a Move. I just watched it and I can't remember the title of it. <laughs> uh, hold on one second, because this was with Don Cheadle uh, and Benicio Del Toro. Uh, and believe it or not, Brandon Frazier. Um, wow. Oh, uh, oh, it's a no sudden move. No sudden move. That was it. Yeah. No sudden move, which is um, from uh, <laughs> that's HBO Max, right? You got it that was up. on HBO Max, and it was uh, a film that uh, was was made by Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, really, a terrific terrific cast i mean the main the main characters are don Cheadle and benicio del toro yes uh and by the way i just want to mention to our audience uh don Cheadle graduated from cal arts whoa 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 yeah. what yes yeah don Cheadle went to cal arts and uh he's been a big supporter of the school uh and uh actually i believe serves on the board of uh, trustees what? Uh, and That's so this, but I just that was just a little side note for everybody. But you know who's in this movie is unbelievable. Aside from Don Cheadle and okay. Benicio del Toro, you got Kieran Culkin who has a great part, uh Matt Damon, Ray Liotta, uh David Harbour, if you remember David Harbour from yes. uh Stranger, Stranger Things, Things. and He's Black Widow. Going to be in Black Widow, yeah. yeah. John Hamm is in the movie. Yeah. Brandon Frazier is almost unrecognizable. Wow. Uh, uh, unbelievable. He, he has put on a tremendous amount of weight, not not just for this role, but for some other role that he's going to be playing like a 600-pound guy or something. Wow. Um, so, it, it, I mean, look... Check it out. It's on HBO Max. No sudden move. Uh, I would highly recommend it. It's a period piece, 1950s Detroit. Um, you know, there's, uh, uh, you know, it's a crime drama. There's, uh, there's, you know, people uh, getting hired to do stuff and being double crossed and wow. double crossed, double crossers. And <laughs> it just goes on, on and on. It, it's really a, uh, uh, a terrific uh, movie. And so I, I would highly recommend it. Oh, that sounds good. We're definitely looking forward to that. Um, you know what I've been rewatching a what's little that? bit of? What's that? Psych. Psych. Oh. I love that show with, 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 with James Roday and yes. Julie Hill. I that, mean, that it, is it, a fun, fun show. I love that show. You know, I, it's one of those shows where I can just drop in anywhere. Uh, I've, I've watched it from beginning to end all the seasons uh, multiple times over the years. Uh, yeah. And it's just a fun show. And occasionally I watch a few episodes of that. No, that that's, that's good to know. Absolutely. I, I, uh, I am down with that. Psych was great during its first run on the USA Network, which I did watch, and uh, they they are really fun. And the uh, the chemistry between the two actors is just funny. It's great. It's perfect. Yeah, um, and so yeah. I, I, you know, last week I saw uh, F nine. Uh huh. Yeah, in the theaters, and uh, we talked about that on on last week's show. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to see um, uh, the Forever Purge. Oh yeah, yeah. We we're we're uh, talking about that as well because we're horror movie fans here in the house. So yeah, I'm not so much a horror movie fan. It's one of those genres that I kind of pick and choose. But uh, you know, I kind of uh, I there there for whatever reason, there's not a lot in the theaters this weekend, uh, which was kind of surprising because everything that's in the theaters I've already seen now. You know, like uh -huh. uh, F9 and Quiet Place 2 and Cruella DeVille and yep. Peter Rabbit 2 and, you know, uh, the hitman's wife's bodyguard. You know, I've seen all of them in the movie 
theaters already, but and they're still playing. Yeah. So I, we, we're going to go see uh, the Forever Purge. Oh, absolutely. That's a lot of fun. Well, good. I, I'm looking forward to hearing your take on it. I'm going to see if we can get uh, get it streaming here or something like that uh, here at the house because, uh, you know, we're, we're, unless, of course, we can go out to the, <laughs> the theater again. Uh, but I, I think we're hopefully I don't even know what's going to be on that uh, double feature we're going to watch, but we'll we'll figure it out. Maybe it'll be uh, something after the kitties go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, there you go. There you um, go. Yeah. Don't, don't watch the forever uh, purge with the kids. Please. No, no, we're, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, that, that's a big new. Uh, I tell you what the wife and I did watch uh, the other night was Infinite which is the uh, new original movie on Paramount Plus, which had um, uh, Mark Wahlberg, um, uh, Cheat Will, Eddie Four was in it, uh, basically about how, I guess, you're, uh, there's a certain segment of society in the not-too-distant future that is reincarnated. So over and over again, they're battling for, um, they have a MacGuffin that they battle for, but the man discovers in hallucinations that they're actually real visions from previous lives. And he's learned a lot of different skills and there's a lot of uh, mystery that goes back and forth. So if uh, you're a big, I will suggest this. It's a, it's an interesting story, but if you're a fan of Mark Wahlberg, you're going to love the movie. <laughs> That's what I, you know something? I, I, I like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I, I, I see uh, pretty much every movie he's in that comes out. Yeah. Uh, and I've also watched uh, the Wahlberger uh, oh, TV that show. That is a fun his, show. Yeah, about his, uh, uh, he and his brothers and their uh, hamburger chain that they're building. I was going to say, are you a big fan of uh, Wahlburgers? Have you ever eaten at Wahlburgers? I, I have not eaten at a Wahlburger yet, but uh, one of these days I will. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll vouch for it. Um, okay. Yeah, it is based on the book, The Re- Reincarnationist Papers. So uh, you can definitely check that out on Paramount+. Plus. Another thing that I've binged recently that I really like, and it's not for the, not for the faint of heart, uh, or for the, yeah, not for the faint of heart. It is the Amazon original Invincible. And Invincible is an adult animated superhero show. Uh, the voice actors are Stephen Young from The Walking Dead, Sandra Oh uh, from Grey's Anatomy, J.K. Simmons, of course, uh, you know, just a, a great actor in his own right. But uh, this is a series based on um, uh, the writer of The Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman. So he wrote this series based on his original comic book, and it takes some liberties from the comic book. But it is really about um, what it, it, it's basically a, it, it's kind of like Brightburn to an extent um, in terms of the superhero narrative being turned on its head. And so this is another twist on that father and son, uh, son comes to their own kind of like an origin story. Oh, I've got superpowers. And yes, my dad is the most lethal, uh, most powerful superhero on the face of the planet. What happens when it gets turned on its head? It's not your typical show. It's very graphic, but the voice acting with Steven and Sandra and JK, amazing. And if you're into that kind of um, M. Night Shyamalan uh, kind of twist, you'll be into this. And it gets you. It really gets you within the first five minutes. So uh, I definitely suggest that if you're into comic book style uh, shows. And another thing I will recommend, too, is if you're into comic books, again, I will suggest MODOK. <laughs> so check check out the twisted turn of MODOK on um hulu and uh you can definitely check out what a supervillain uh does to kind of maintain the family uh in this kind of twist on the marvel cinematic universe kind of claymation style uh kind of tv show it's a it's a lot of fun so please check that out so those are a couple just things that we suggest I've got one more I'm going to throw into the mix. Okay. okay? And this is, uh, this was a, it's a four part series uh, and there are four 60 minute episodes. Uh, It's called little boy blue and it stars Stephen Graham. And I think our Disney uh, audience will recognize Stephen Graham as one of the pirates in the pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yes. Uh, And he's been in a ton of stuff. He, he played Al Capone. He's, 
I mean, he's a really great actor. Uh, and he was cast as Detective Superintendent Dave Kelly. Uh, and he's investigating the murder of a young boy named Reese Jones. And it's based on a real case that happened in Liverpool, England. And the entire show, uh, for the most part, the entire show is filmed in Liverpool. Uh, and it was it's really a very well done uh, uh, show. It's only four parts. Uh, you can binge watch it in a day or two. And um, uh, again, uh, St- Stephen Graham does a great performance as a, as the uh, superintendent, the, the detective superintendent. Uh, and uh, and they solve this case. And it's again, it's based on, you know, it's a ripped from the headlines kind of thing. Um, uh, and it's it's very well done. You can find it on uh, Amazon Prime uh, through their Brit box. Oh, OK. Wow. OK. Check that out. Definitely yeah. check that out. Um, well, Dave, are you ready for some questions? Always ready for are questions. Ready for some questions. Jamie's got one for you, and this is regarding saving Mr. Banks. Ah. And I know that you had something to do with that um, in regard to some VFX, primarily Tinkerbell. Is that right? Yeah, you know, uh, they came to us and asked us if we could recreate uh, a scene uh, that Walt Disney did for the television show where Tinkerbell flies in and interacts with Walt Disney. They wanted that recreated for Tinkerbell flying in and interacting with Tom Hanks, who is playing Walt Disney. Uh, and so we were happy to take care of that for them. Uh, Mark Hen did the character animation of Tinkerbell uh, for us on that. And, uh, you know, it was one of those uh, projects that kind of flew in and out of uh, the special projects department that I was heading at Walt Disney Animation Studios back in the day. Back in the day, Dave, it was 2013. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, man. Back in the day. I was going to say, because it looks so seamless. It's almost as if you just lifted i mean how would you i don't even know how you do it but i guess you you actually had to go recreate those frames from scratch and actually just animate it and i guess it was digital you did uh, i think digital compositing whatever you call that right yeah so i mean you know it, it really wasn't that difficult we had the original uh television show as reference material and uh and then they supplied us with the the final scene that they shot with tom hanks as walt disney and uh and we we essentially used the uh live action uh frame by frame reference uh if you will uh uh, to create that uh, animation. And then uh, it was digitally inked and painted and it was all composited and uh, given back to them. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, uh, next question. Cause I, and, and, and take a look at that next time you watch saving Mr. Banks and you'll see the work of, of Dave and his team. So uh, David has a question about cartoon camera. Are you ready uh, for this? So is asking about working with Leonard Malton is Leonard Malton, a cool guy seems like you've worked with him on several different documentaries and is he a super geek and does he always talk about films off camera Leonard Malton is a great guy. I mean, he's a super nice man, uh, very approachable. Uh, I've had com- many conversations with him over the years. Uh, he's just a nice person. And um, uh, uh, he's extremely knowledgeable. In fact, I have to tell you, uh, Al John, sitting here uh, in the Skull Rock uh, uh, podcast uh, mobile studio, <laughs> I actually it's have a, a co- I, I have I have I have two books of Leonard sitting here. One is uh, his uh, uh, the Disney films by Leonard Malton, yeah. and then he has the uh, the TMC Leonard Malton's classic movie guide uh-huh. uh, from the silent era through 1965 third edition. Um, uh, these are fantastic reference books. I always reference them. But yes, I mean Leonard is incredibly knowledgeable uh, about uh, the film industry, and it's always a joy to talk to him because you can talk to him about virtually any movie he seems and, to me like the and, best yeah. he's like the best movie critic i i remember i used to watch the the movie critic shows all the time there was at the movies with siskel and ebert leonard malton often had you know his his stuff on network tv i know that he was a contributor for abc for a long time 
um, doing film reviews or was that Today Show? Uh, there was another uh, person on yeah. Today that was doing it. But um, I loved watching reviews because I was all about movies. I was a big movie fan. I remember the very first time my, my parents got a VHS uh, player back in 1983 we were consuming movies on a daily we were just like oh we gotta we gotta do this because my parents were also big movie fans so i i always took the critics word for it but leonard was always great and i know he's such a huge disney fan yeah no he he absolutely is and uh you know you can you, you can learn so much uh uh from from these folks uh you know there there's also um uh, uh, who is it? Um, I'm having a braid fade. Uh, Mankiewicz. Uh, yes, I on, about. Is it Mankiewicz? Yeah, uh, I think. On, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Turn, uh, turn on, of classics, uh, right? Uh, yeah, on turn of movie classics uh, or, t- or turn of classic movies. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, um, uh, you get all these great insights uh, because these people are students. Uh, you know, Leonard's a student of uh, of film. Uh, so, so it's really terrific to be able to talk to him and he is a super nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's Ben Mankiewicz, right? Something ben like Mankiewicz, that. Turn, that, turn, that's who it turn is. Turn movies. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's great. Um, all righty then Todd, Todd H. Uh, he's asking Dave, I understand you were involved with Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy was one of my favorites growing up in the nineties. What did you do for Ren and Stimpy? Because they seem to be really off kilter. Um, but still very fun and for an animated show. Dave, what did you do for Red? You know, this, uh, I'm going to tell you the whole behind the scenes story of this, you know, because, you know, it's common within uh, the animation industry, really the, the art, you know, if you're an an artist designer, you know, uh, whatever uh, it's really common for people to do freelance work. Right. And so freelance is that those extra projects that come come your way and you work on them on your own time after hours or, you know, on the weekends. And uh, back in the day, in the 90s, early 90s, I did a lot of freelance work while I was working at Disney. And most of what I did was like commercials. I did a lot of Frosted Flakes with Tony the Tiger and, you know, Rice Krispie, Snap, Crackle and Pop characters and, um, you know, the Keebler Elves and the Seven Up Spots and, you know, all of those <laughs> kinds of uh I, I literally, I, I did, I did a few hundred commercials, you know, back in the nineties. And, <laughs> uh, and, and I have to tell you, uh, I get a call one day from a friend of mine, uh, Jim, who had worked at Disney for a while. I knew him from Disney and he left and he was, uh, an, either associate producer or producer on Ren and Stimpy. And, um, he, he called me, they were like, halfway into the first season uh, uh, of that show. And he called me and said, Hey man, uh, I really need your help. Uh, if, if you, if you could, uh, could you come over and, and take a look at what we're doing and see if you could help us out? And I said, sure, absolutely. And part of the issue was they were doing a lot of special effects on the show and the special effect, the show was being, you know, the animation was being produced overseas. And so they were, they had a, a very high level of retakes happening uh, because the stuff was coming back and it wasn't looking the way they wanted it to look. And so they asked me to come over and take a look. And I have to tell you, it was the first time I met John Chris Felucci. Uh, who is the creator of Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, he was also Ren's voice. Right. Like crazy. Yeah, and and I have to tell you that 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 John was like by far he pitched us a, a bunch of boards to me for the show uh-huh. and and it was the most incredible pitch I've ever witnessed. Is that right? To this day, to this day. He was so <laughs> He was so animated and acted out the entire script and the boards. Uh, it was hysterical. I was doubled over laughing. I, I mean, it was it was really an amazing, amazing pitch. And uh, and so what I wound up doing on that show was helping them out with the special effects, which entailed um, creating what's known as a bunch of wedge tests. 
uh, where you're uh, you're um, taking animation elements and you're creating, you know, 10 different exposures uh, uh, for, say, the smoke density uh, or, you know, some other effect. And so I actually still have all of these uh, uh, wedge tests uh, um, uh, here um, in my studio. And, uh, and, and so I use those as my reference to then call out instructions on the exposure sheet. Now, the exposure sheet is essentially the roadmap to an animated scene. It, it, it lets the um, uh uh, the production uh, company overseas know, uh, you know, how the animation is going to be put together, essentially. And uh, and it, it lays out the dialogue. Uh, th- picture, picture a long sheet of paper that has, uh, it's lined. And each line represents a frame of film. Gotcha. And so, so you are putting instructions down on this exposure sheet. And, and so I was, I was essentially doing effects timing, if you would, on the exposure sheets, but I was also calling out what transparency, what diffusion filters, you know, what colored gels they should be using when they were doing the, uh, um, uh, the, the final camera work, if you will, uh, at that time they were still doing camera, you know, it was, it was sort of transitioning to digital, but, but early on, uh, that's what, but I wound up working on the, it was uh, the season ran though, the show ran for five years. I worked on four and a half years uh, or four and a half uh, seasons, that's if awesome. you will, yeah. of the show. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> Excuse me. I had a blast. I absolutely had a blast. It was a really great team of people. Bob Camp uh, was was, uh, was really a partner with with John Chris Felucci. And uh, when 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 they took uh, John off the show, uh, Bob sort of took the leadership role. Uh, uh, and it, it really was, I think, a groundbreaking sequence. And uh, you know, it was one of those early adult oriented um uh animated series it it really i think it kind of kicked it off almost if you will it was so irreverent it really did i'm glad marta by the way one of our listeners from spain thank you so much marta but i i have to say this is i'm glad they brought that up first of all big fan of ren and stimpy and you brought that up it kind of kicked off that whole mtv because i believe it kicked off on mtv first did it not before yeah, it moved yeah. over now yeah. that was part of liquid television or they had a whole animation block it was a precursor to cartoon network precursor to adult swim all of that mm-hmm. stuff uh, yeah. happened on mtv first and ren and stimpy was one of those great shows along with eon flux and um there was a bunch of other types of that kind of breakthrough animation that started on mtv viacom and i have to say uh it had a an irreverence it had a great kind of art style it was kind of like the odd couple but animated and quirky kind of had that whole um hanna barbera uh, on an acid trip kind of feel to it <laughs> you know but uh, it was cool and you know something i have to say it, it, there was a really incredible team of artists and directors and technicians working on that show in Los Angeles. And uh, I, I really had a, a great time being able to go over to their, their offices, uh, you know, when I was picking up a, a show and dropping off a show and, uh, and just, you know, made a lot of friends and, and met a lot of people uh, that worked on that. A, a really a great team. I had a little, little portion, you know, a little part in it you know doing some of the special effects but but all of the folks that were working on a full time they they were they were just geniuses i mean really great talents that is amazing well thank you so much for all those questions once again i encourage everyone to email us um you know aljohn at skullrockpodcast.com or dave at skullrockpodcast.com and just send us your questions we'd love to hear from you and i guess we just need to wrap this show up well i have this other story uh tell you what how about no talking okay then i'll sing no 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 no, no. tell everybody i'm on my way will you stop it new friends and new places 
Kona, stop singing. Hey, everybody. Aaron Blades here, and I am an animator and director, and you are listening to the Skull Rock Podcast. Oh, yeah. What a great episode with Aaron, I have to say. Yeah, what a great episode. And Dave, what a great episode with you, my friend. Hey, you know, this was always a lot of fun. And I, I like the fact that we uh, periodically can take a little bit of a break, uh, give our guests a breather uh, and just do the show you and I and talk about some of our favorite things. Absolutely. And I know we've got the Claude Coates book. I know we wanted to touch on that, but uh, Dave, they can pre-order the book, can they not? They can. They can get a author signed copy. That means I will sign it. But also Alan Coates, who wrote the preface to the book, he'll sign it as well. Uh, and if you want a copy that has our signatures in it, uh, you can pre-order it at theoldmillpress.com, theoldmillpress.com. I also want to uh, give a shout out to uh, my friend Don Ballard, who wrote uh, the Disneyland Hotel book, 19, the early years 1954 to 1988 and he there's author signed copies by don ballard of that book as well nice. on the oldmillpress.com well, that's awesome we gotta definitely uh check that out so folks go ahead we'll have the link in the show notes like we did last week as we prepare to have uh this discussion on this brand new book i, I can't wait you know, Claude Coates was amazing. Of course, uh, he did all kinds of illustrations for Disneyland and, and also did uh, one of my favorites, uh, Mr. Toad. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, and we're, sure. we're going to we're going to get Alan Coates on to the show and maybe even Tony Baxter uh, oh, wow. at, at some point in uh, August. Uh, but next week, uh, we've got Rick Baptist. Uh, trumpeter extraordinaire, uh, vice president of the American Federation of Musicians, a local 47, uh, is going to be on. And uh, he had his hand in uh, Pixar's soul. Uh, so we're going to be chatting with him. I'm looking forward to that. And then we have Tony Bancroft coming up, Jeff DeGrandis. We, we've got a whole bunch of people lined up uh, in the uh, Skull Rock uh podcast pipeline i love it i love it thanks for <laughs> thanks for lining them up dave that's gonna be great love love rick and i can't wait to talk to him about the music of soul and so many other projects but once again if you love disney and pop culture don't forget to follow us on social all of the social media accounts you can also subscribe to our show if you just stumbled upon us thank you uh we'd love it if you would subscribe wherever you find your podcast and be sure to uh, send us those emails once again Dave at SkullRockPodcast.com or Aljohn at SkullRockPodcast.com. And we encourage our listeners, too, to send us those voicemails. We'd love to hear from you then. The link is in our show notes, so you can send through Anchor. So be sure to do that as well. Uh, quick shout out. Um, you can catch our sister podcast that I produce, The Disney List, wherever you find podcasts, as well as Dining at Disney. And uh, we hope to have Dave on to once again talk about your book on those shows as well. And uh, Dave, I leave you with the last word. Absolutely. I, I hope everybody had had a great Fourth of July weekend. Uh, we've got another new week ahead of us uh, going into July here, uh, the first full week of July. Uh, peace, love, go out, be kind to one another. And we look forward to having you again uh, next week on the Skull Rock Podcast. I'm Al John Goh, co-host of the Disney List podcast as heard on Sorcerer Radio, as well as Skull Rock podcast here with my wife, Kristen. Hello. Hello. You are an earmarked agent who books Disney travel vacations for people all the time. Give our listeners a reason why they want to give you a call instead of just booking a trip by themselves. Well, I can do all of the legwork for them. I have expertise. I've been to the Disney parks well over a hundred times so they've got that knowledge at their hand as well as it saves them time and money where can people get in touch with you so that they can book their next disney cruise disney park trip adventures by disney they can contact me at theme parks and cruises at gmail.com skull rock podcast is made possible by listeners like you we'd love to thank Charles, Lindsay, Spencer, and Joshua. To support this podcast to sustain future episodes, visit anchor.fm forward slash Skull Rock Podcast. 
I'm Kristen Hetzel, vacation planner, world traveler, Disney foodie, and theme park fan. I'm Al John Go. I'm the husband who's also Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel Comics fan. And together, we host a Disney List podcast. Every week, you'll hear us list our favorite things about Disney theme parks, films, shows, travel, Marvel, and Star Wars in a top 10 list, rankings, and more. That's an impressive list. Subscribe to the Disney List podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. You can even stream us on Source Radio at srsounds.com and check out our live shows on Facebook, the Disney List podcast. Visit thedisneylist.com. I'm Kristen Hetzel, co-host of Dining at Disney podcast. Every week I chat about dining at Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort and Disney Cruise Line with my fellow foodie, Bubba. We also feature restaurants and food reviews, information to help you plan your dining, Disney food news, recipes, and a monthly panel discussion. Visit DiningAtDisney.com and subscribe to Dining at Disney podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. Dining at Disney podcast, the happiest plate on earth.